Top of the 7 o'clock hour. Welcome back, everybody. WIP Morning Show. John Johnson, Rhea Hughes, and it's a Wednesday morning, and you know what that means. The one and only Ross Tucker. Good morning, Ross. Good morning, John, Rhea. How are you guys? Good morning. Oh, Ross, Ross, my goodness, we have so much to get into. I don't think two hours is nearly enough time. Um, let, let's start here. So we've had some uh, a couple days to kind of relax and look back at that Eagles just trouncing of the New York Giants. Maybe it was a result of having two weeks to overthink a situation. Ross, did that game play out as you expected, or did the Eagles show you some things you did not expect? Well, I thought it could go one of two ways, John. I, I thought that they could either come flying out, you know, after the bye, energized, refreshed, Lane Johnson's back, Hertz is healthy, and basically do what they ended up doing. Or I thought they might be a little bit rusty and sluggish early and that it could be a tight game against the Giants. I mean, listen, I have a betting podcast, even money podcast. I took the Giants getting the seven and a half. So that tells you how much I know. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I was, it was uh, close for about a quarter. Yeah, but, but obviously <laughs> I was thrilled and uh, it, was, it was just awesome to see, you know, my biggest fear, I think, guys – the way the season finished is that they never kind of got their mojo back. Right. And that it'd be like, wow, they had this great year, but then after Hurts got hurt, they never really got back on track. That's not the case. Like, they're back on track. They got the momentum. They've got the mojo. If they lose now, it's just because they lose. It's not has nothing to do with Hurts' injury, nothing to do with struggling at the end of the year. I it's the like, two best teams battling it out. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like Saturday night, they they uh, what's that movie when Stella got her groove back yeah. or whatever? <laughs> Saturday, Saturday night was when the Eagles got their groove back. I like back. it, Ross. Like, and, um, and I feel like that's the case. But I will say this, you know, and I was talking about this yesterday. I feel like we, at times, overstate, overrate the previous week's outcome. In other words, like you guys know, I do a lot of national stuff, and it seems like everybody thinks it's going to be an Eagles Bengals Super Bowl, and the betting lines are going that way. And that's primarily because the Eagles and Bengals kicked you know what yeah. last week, right? But the week before, the Bengals were five and a half point underdogs to the Bills because. They didn't look good against the Ravens. Right. The Bengals were lucky to beat the Ravens. And they had that goal line thing. You yourself and many other people were picking the Giants because of how great they looked against an awful, you know, a, a fraud of a Vikings team. Well, well, uh, I thought the Eagles would win the game. Yeah. I just thought the Giants, no, not, you know, would yeah. spread. Yeah. But everybody but, thought the Giants had, you know, Daniel Jones has arrived and, you know, all that. Well, so it's really hard. I think it's human nature. Yeah. It's really hard to watch the Giants play that well. And the last time we had seen the Eagles, they, they didn't really play that great yeah. against Davis Webb and the Giants' backup. So it's hard for us to um, separate the last thing we just saw from a team. And so for this week, John, mm -hmm. what we saw was the Eagles annihilate the Giants, and we saw the Niners really I, – I thought that was an even game against the Cowboys with the exception of those two horrific yeah. Dak interceptions. I thought – I mean, honestly – I. I kind of feel like the Cowboys would have won that game if it wasn't for those two Dak picks. If Tony Pollard doesn't go down, I think they win that game. 
It's a very distinct possibility, which makes me feel good about, hey, the Niners aren't that great, but I don't really know how much that has to do with what happens on Sunday. Well, the, Ross, this leads into what my – like the, what. What I started the show with because it always does, John. Leading question, John <laughs> absolutely, Johnson, it always does. <laughs> Ross, listening to my colleagues here at WIP these last few days and many great callers of the station, it appears a vast majority are so confident in this coming Sunday that they've already over they've already looked past the 49ers. It's already what, what reservations are you making while you're in Arizona? Are you getting together with a lot of people out there? Like it's just assumed they're going to beat the 49ers, and as you pointed out. Sometimes momentum means nothing. Sometimes it's each and every matchup, each and every week presents a different challenge, and it, it, they don't carry over. Well, and I think th- I'm so glad you said that. A couple things, right? Number one, this is not a seven-game series. It's not a five-game series. I would feel very confident about the Eagles in either one of those. It's a one-game scenario, and every team every week has a new game plan for that opponent. Like, the Eagles aren't going to defend the Niners the exact same way the Cowboys did. The Niners probably aren't going to attack the Eagles the same way, and vice versa. And, you know, the Eagles obviously had a great plan against the Giants. Maybe they don't have a great plan against the Niners. Yeah, so the Eagles Eagles ran all over the Giants. But you don't – I mean, the the 49ers are very good against the run. I think they've only allowed, what, five, you know, over – you know, five 100-yard rushers the whole year. You had mentioned to us yesterday you think the best chance is to throw the ball to A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith because of their secondary. Some interesting stats, and this is Jeff Kerr from CBS Sports. who's really, He's like up there with Ruben Frank now with stats. His stats on Jalen Hurts on passes 25 yards downfield, tremendous, 125 quarterback rating, 10 touchdowns, one interception, whereas the 49ers' defense on passes 25 yards or downfield, bottom five in the NFL. Is that where the Eagles should attack them? I think, uh, yes. I mean, the Niners are very good against the run. Their linebackers are awesome. Their safety, if you haven't watched a lot of the Niners this year, I didn't know much about this kid. He was a fifth-round pick last year, Talanoa Hafunga. Mm-hmm. When you watch him on Sunday, you're going to think you're watching, like, Polamalu again. Oh, wow. Evidently, Polamalu is, like, his mentor, and, um, you know, they're both Polynesian, and he is very aggressive, very good, was an awesome fifth-round pick. So I think I think the best bet for the Eagles is their stud-wide receivers against the corners for the Niners that I don't think are that great. I mean, it's, this is not Bradbury and Slay. They think Charvarius Ward is pretty good, I don't really think he's that great. Uh, Lenore on the other side. Now, that said, you know, the Niners play a lot of zone coverage. But still, even if you're zone coverage, if you have a safety in the middle of the field, those guys, you know, even if it's cover three, right, which means it's zone, those corners on the outside, they're still pretty much responsible for the receivers down the field. And I really, really like the Eagles in those matchups. Ross, for those who didn't do much studying of the 49ers, saw them in passing and just are are reading everything they can about them leading to Sunday, since we're sticking with the Eagles' offense, how – What's their pass rush like? We know, we know Joey Bosa had 18 and a half sacks, but other than Bosa, is this going to be one of those games where Jalen Hurts is going to have to do a lot of running around in the backfield? Well, so the other guys have not been as productive, but I actually watched, I went back and rewatched Cowboys Niners again last night. 
uh, with my daughter, by the way. She sat there with me the whole nice. time. You know that condensed version where yes. you can watch yeah. the whole thing in 36 minutes? Yep. It's amazing. Um, so they, the other guys, are they're not big names, John, mm. but they're pretty good. So Eric Armstead was a first-round pick D-tackle. He's pretty good. Kinlaw was a first-round pick D-tackle. He's solid. Armstead's probably the biggest interior threat. And then they, do, they have an awesome D-line coach, Chris Kachurik, and he finds these guys like Ebicom, Jordan Willis, uh, to some extent Amenahu, although I don't know what his status will be, yeah. Drake Jackson. They rotate a lot of guys in, and they play very hard. They come flying up the field, but this is not the Eagles D-line. This is not you know, four or five double-digit sack type guys. This is not like they got a bunch of guys going to the Pro Bowl. I would say it's Nick Bosa and then some good players, but I don't know that I would say any of them are great. When you were watching that, and it was one of the things I had mentioned to you, when I was watching the game on Sunday night, it seemed like a bunch of times the 49ers over-pursue. Like they're so revved up and so jacked up. They kind of were going past, you know, the quarterback, past the run. It, did you see any of that when you were rewatching it? I just noticed it a couple of times. They are as fast of a defense <laughs> as I've seen in the NFL this year. Their linebackers, in particular Greenlaw, 57, and Fred Warner, they are lightning. I mean, they probably, I have to go through each team, probably the best pair of off the ball linebackers in the league. And so they are difference-making players. But I kind of like where your head's at, Rhea, in terms of some misdirection stuff, some counter stuff. Trick plays. Yeah, trying to use their aggressiveness. Exactly, against them. uh, Against them. And by the way, that's one of the beauties of the Eagles' offense. There's not a ton of this is just what we're doing and everybody knows it, other than the quarterback sneak. So many of the handoffs to Miles Sanders – they have passes off of that, or they have Jalen pulling the ball off of that. And so what I love about that is they'll start to get a bead on what these guys are doing and how they're pursuing or over-pursuing, as the case may be. And I think hopefully they'll be able to take advantage of that. I would look for, you know, like that play where they they um, they pull both linemen one way and they make it seem like it's a Jalen Hurts quarterback counter but then they give the ball to the running back going the other way yeah. i would expect stuff like that just to kind of calm the the niners linebackers down get them thinking and, yeah get them thinking and realizing they can't just look at one key and start flying there well ross you were dancing around a little bit there because i wanted to ask you it seems like uh trying to play catch up on the niners their defense at times they will take chances and if you can if you're aware of what they're about to do, certainly your offense could take advantage and it can put up big yardage. Are you noticing something like that from the Niners? Well, they are very aggressive. I would say they are well coached, though, and because they play so much zone coverage, they they don't give up a ton. I mean, I know Rhea had the stat, but they try not to give up a ton on the back end. That's what's so interesting about a game like this. How, how are the Niners going to play it defensively? Are they going to have more two deep safety looks because they don't trust their corners, you know, to be in a lot of one-on-one situations against these receivers, or are they going to try to stuff the run, not let Hertz as the extra, what they call plus one in the running game, meaning just having that extra guy as a factor in the running game. Are they going to put Hufunga 
up in the box to try to stop that. But yes, John, I noticed that their safeties, Hufunga, Tayshawn Gibson, even their nickel, Jimmy Ward, very, very aggressive to try to come up and stop the run, to try to come up. You know how the Eagles do like those bubble screens? Yeah. They right. get a couple to Devontae. And by the way, can I just say this? This needs to be said. I love A.J. Brown. Did you see him blocking on those Devontae yep. Smith bubble screens? Yeah. You know, when we rank top receivers, nobody ever cares about their blocking. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, the guy's making $25 million a year, and he's paid to catch passes. I just – that's another home run by Howie. They got the right guy. Yeah. He's not a diva, and he'll block. You know, you're not going to see, like – Diggs and Jefferson. I mean, they're nah. not going to block like Devontae's Brown blocked, blocks. and he's you know so slim. You got Goddard, who's terrific at it. Their skill position guys will mix it up. They get. I, oh, yeah. I will say this though: you watch the Niners, all their skill guys, their receivers downfield, yeah. they get after. Oh, it. do they? Okay. Oh man, like I mean, they're down there trying to kill safeties, pancake them. <laughs> and by the way, like maybe there's a lesson there. Now, I know they're two of the most talented teams, but maybe when you have everybody buy in, maybe when even your receivers ah. are blocking downfield, maybe that's, a, maybe that's part of why you have a really good team. Well, that's Ross, is, does that stem from just a coaching philosophy? Because not every, you see a lot of teams where they don't do that, where you have the skill position wide receiver. That, I'm not doing any blocking. I catch the ball. Business decisions. Business decisions, <laughs> right. It's a culture thing, yeah. John. And you know what? Sirianni, it's so funny, by the way, because I go on these shows in these other cities, and they're like, "What's the deal with Sirianni, Ross? What, what's his deal? Like, like that's the question now." Oh, John is deal? very upset with his mugging, and I told him he's an idiot. I like the coach. I didn't like the mugging after they scored a touchdown against the Giants. It bugged me, Ross. Um, it did not. So, so it's funny. <laughs> If it was another coach, it probably would bug me. <laughs> right. But because it's Sirianni and the Eagles. By the way, I don't even know what that camera is. And why is the camera five inches from his face in the first place? Pro- oh, yeah, like, that's a good question. I'm just yeah. saying to you right now, if I was the coach of a team, I don't care if it's my daughter's team, and we're killing the other team, and there's a camera five feet from my face after somebody hits a home run in You're softball mugging. or whatever, I'd be making some kind of expression <laughs> to the camera. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be mugging, but I'd be doing something. I just, dude, I've watched that video so many times. So he he cracks me up, man. Remember, remember the first preseason game. People forget this: the Eagles only had their starters in for one drive mm-hmm. against the Jets. And Hertz got destroyed oh, out of bounds. Right, that's right. Do you remember that? And, and he Sirianni went off on, on looked like he wanted Salah. to go attack Salah. Yeah. Which, by the way, I would not recommend Sirianni. He's, he <laughs> seems like a tough dude. Yeah, I don't think that would grow great for Sirianni yeah. against Salah. But you know what? The the point that he didn't care and that he was that fired up. You know, he's like a lot of people in life. I feel like at this point, John, mm-hmm. where um, you know. If he was on the other team, you hate would it, hate yeah. it, but he's on your team, so you love it. And you want guys like that. You know, I felt like as a player, you know, like when I was at the Patriots, we had Rodney Harrison. Now, when I played for the Buffalo Bills, I hated Rodney Harrison's guts <laughs> because I thought he was just like a cheap shot artist, whatever. When, when he's doing it for you, when he's on your team, you love it. Yeah. Like you love that you have that guy on your team.
All right, let's go to the phones. Jen's on WIP. Good morning, Jen. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Say hi to Ross. Hey, Ross. Hey, Jen. How are you? Good. Um, I agree with a lot of what you said. I really like A.J. Brown, too. I don't think he's a showboat. I don't I don't look at him and see, you know, T.O. or even – and I love Deshaun, but Deshaun at the very beginning of, you know, his career with us. So, yeah, I love A.J. Brown, too. Yeah. So, uh, Jen, let me ask you what I, I kind of started my conversation with Ross with. Do you get the vibe that many are just they've already overlooked the 49ers? That's, let's make our reservations for Arizona as you know, I mean, does that bother you at all? Um, I mean, it doesn't bother me because I I know, you know, I know how it feels to be that excited. So I get it. Um but I, I do agree with Ross that, you know, it, it's hard to see how those games went last week mm-hmm. and not think, okay, we're going to play the same way the following week. But I do think the 49ers are, you know, they're a way different opponent than the Giants. Um, we should have beat the Giants. We should have killed the Giants like we did. Um, but, you know, this is a much different matchup. Mm-hmm. It's a much uh, better matchup. They are certainly on our level um but i but i think it's a great matchup and i think it's the right one and uh as much as i would have loved to play the cowboys and embarrass them in the link um you know i'm excited uh i think it's going to be a great game i think lane johnson's a great matchup with nick bosa but i think we really have the edge with Jalen and yeah. i'm I, you know i love hassan reddick he was a great free agent signing i just I'm looking forward to it. You and me both. Now, Jen, I, I, Ross, we're going to ask you this same question. I'll be curious what your answer is. So, Jen, to get you a spin yeah. on the prize wheel, uh, Eagles yes. playoff tickets limited went on sale for a Sunday's game, and nobody could get them. They were an impossible ticket I know, to get. I tried. I had 2,000 people in front of me. I was like, this is not happening. That stinks. <laughs> well, I, you know, for semantics here and to get you a spin on the prize wheel, if you sure. could purchase tickets to anything in history, could be a sporting event, could be a concert, something in history, what would it be? Well, I'm not going to lie to you. I was going to say Super Bowl 52, but since somebody already said it, um, I'm going to have to say 96 Olympics when Carrie Strug stuck her landing on the vault and wow. the women won the gold medal. I can remember I was 11 years old. I cried with her. I was just so excited. I It was just so emotional and amazing. And if I could, I would definitely go back and watch wow, that. Wow, that's a great one. Hang in there, Jen. Number two, congratulations. You won a hand-in-stone massage and facial spa gift card for a 50-minute massage or facial. Visit any of their 60 locations in the area. Go to handinstone.com. So, Ross, mull that over. And uh, also on the I other side. About I have a oh, question oh, about sure, it. Oh, sure, sure. Is it? Am I 43 years old at, or am I the, the, the age I would have been at the time? No, no. It can be before you were born if you would like. Just anything. No, I know that. But, like, <laughs> if I could get tickets to something in 1970, oh. I wasn't born yet. So how old am I at the event? Uh, are you Whatever s- age I want to be? So, yes. any, any age you want to be. Okay, okay. Ross, so, you can give us as detailed a response as you would like. Oh, no. I take stuff like this irrationally seriously. I'm very into it. <laughs> yes. We're aware of that. 215-592-949. For also on the other side, we're going to make Ross very mad because the Eagles, in fact, do not have an advantage at quarterback come Sunday. WIP Sports Time is 719.